Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes, leaves hair more radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents the life of Riley. Well, it's Christmas Eve, and in the Riley house there is peace and goodwill towards all men. But this was definitely not the case a few days ago when Riley was a man sorely beset by troubles. It began one evening when our hero, a pencil stub in his hand and a dazed look on his face, was going over the monthly bills. Seven, six, forty, two, nineteen... Riley, haven't you finished adding those bills up yet? Oh, it takes time, Peg. I, I ain't an adding machine. I only got ten fingers. Let's see. Uh, electricity, that's okay. Uh, gas, okay. Hey, what's this? Twelve dollars for a pair of pants. For Junior. But he just got a pair of pants last spring. I know, but he's awfully hard on pants. It's those school benches sliding in and out all day long. It just wears out the seat of his pants. Well, it's got to stop. I send that kid to school to use his head. Well, how much longer are you going to be with those bills? I am all through, Peg. And this month, for a change, we ain't in the red. We're even two bucks ahead. A nice little reserve for a rainy day. Well, anyway, a, a drizzle. But, dear... This is what happens when I'm in charge of the budget because I plan. I maneuver. From now on, I'm the treasurer in this family. Yes, sir. But, Riley, what about Christmas presents? We'll need at least $50. I hereby resign as treasurer. It's only a few days off. Falls kind of early this year, doesn't it? It's the same as every year. Gee, I forgot it was next week. $2, and and I promised Junior a bike and and Babs a wristwatch. They're expecting it. Well, Peg, we'll, we'll just have to borrow. Oh, I don't like it. Besides... Who'd lend us money? What do you mean, who'd lend us money? Our friends, that's who. I got lots of friends, and my credit's good with them. All I gotta do is call up Johnny Vindran and say, Johnny? Oh, no, I still owe him from last Christmas. Oh, I I can call Lou Bidian? No, I still owe him for the tickets for the Dempsey-Furple fight. Well, I can always call up Sammy Roberts. He, you know, we gotta make some new friends. We're in a rut. Riley, I I could write to my father for a loan. Oh, no. I don't take charity from relatives. I got pride, you know. But what will we do? Oh, don't you worry. I'll get dough. I ain't so far gone I can't raise some dough to buy my family Christmas presents. But where will you get it? I got my resources. I'll get it. See you soon. Bills, bills, bills. Mom, help. Pops opening my piggy bank. Junior, be quiet. Pop, give it to me. It's my money. Let go of it. Let go of it. Riley, let go of that bank. Oh, all right. Keep your old bank. This kid is money mad. Gee, Pop. Riley, how could you? It was just a loan, and it's only for his benefit. That's still no excuse. Okay. Okay, I forgive you, Junior. Now let's forget it. Oh, hi. Daddy, would you hand me that vase on the mantle? Uh, this one? Yeah, I left some money in there, and I wanted to go Holy ahead Holy and- smoke! Look at that bankroll. That dough's been in there all the time? Yes. Babs, you shouldn't leave a roll of dough lying around like that. It might be stolen by some crook. 
Well, if it is, it'll be an inside job. Well, that's not fair, Peg. Uh, <clears throat> listen, Babsy, sweetheart. I'm sorry, Daddy, but I need this money. You might at least wait until I ask you. I've got to get the girls at school some Christmas presents. All right, all right, keep your money. It's a fine Christmas spirit, a fine way to pay me back for all I've done. When you were little, who dressed you up in a red suit every Christmas with a beard and a wig and pretended to be a big, fat, jolly Santa Claus? I did. Yeah? Well, who stuffed the pillows down your pants? I did. And all I ever done for you kids is work, work, work. I put in eight hours a day working at that plant for that ingrate Stevenson just so I... Stevenson! I forgot! Peg, we got nothing to worry about. A bonus. What bonus? I forgot all about it. Stevenson is going to give all the guys in my department a big bonus. He does it every Christmas. Oh, Dad, that's wonderful. That's great. Yeah, ain't he a doll of an ingrate? I say it's a dirty trick, fellas. You're right, Gellis. Yeah, Senate. Sure is. First, Stevenson says we're going to get bonuses if we work hard, and then after we fall in the trap and work hard, he reneges. Bonus, I tell you guys. Hey, here's Riley. Does he know yet? No. Hi, fellas. Hey, you're late, Riley. Yeah, I know. I stopped off to put a deposit on a bike I'm getting my kid for Christmas. Boy, that bonus we're getting sure is a... Uh, Riley? We're lucky we're working for a guy like Stevenson. What a sweet type of... But Riley, every boss who'll hand out bonuses just like that. Look, Riley... Remember how I always stuck up for Stevenson when all you guys said he was a rat? Well, that just goes to show that he, uh... He ain't getting no bonuses. He's a rat! No bonus? Why? Because he's a miserly miser, that's why. He can't get away with this. We've been counting on this bonus. That's all we've been living for. Well, we ain't gonna take this line down, fellas. We gotta stick up for our rights. We ought to send a delegate up to him and demand a bonus. Yeah! Wait, wait a minute, guys. He might get sore and fire the delegate. Oh, what a job compared to your self-respect. There comes a time when you gotta fight for your rights. Besides, we'll elect a delegate so it'll be democratic. I nominate Riley. Now, wait a minute, guys. I sang on the motion. Now, now, wait a minute. All of those in favor of Riley. Now, wait a minute. Ah. Riley, you're elected delegate. I demand a recount. Mr. Stevenson will see you now, Riley. Thanks, Millie. Well, here goes. Good luck. I hope you get the bonuses for the boys. I'll get them, all right. I'm going to be tough. And I ain't taking no for an answer. I'll show him. Mr. Stevenson? Ah, Riley, come in. Uh, Mr. Stevenson? Sit down, Riley. Mr. Stevenson? Have a cigar, Riley. Thanks. Uh, have a lifesaver. Uh, Mr. Stevenson? Hey, here. Let me light it for you. Uh, boss, I, I, I came to demand, demand uh, a bonus. Uh, speak up, Riley. Speak up. It, it, it's about the b b bonuses, Mr. Stevenson. Oh, yes, yes. I understand the men are quite upset about that. Yeah, well... Riley, I'm glad you brought this up. I want you to understand how I feel about this whole problem of bonuses. Now... Try to put yourself in my place. B-b-boss. Hey, here, here. Come here. Sit behind my desk. There. 
No, you're the boss and I'm the worker. Okay, boss, sir. Oh, no, 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 no. You're the boss. Oh, okay, worker, sir. <laughs> now, look, Riley, you're the boss. You've got the interest of your employees at heart. You want to do something nice. Christmas is coming, so you think of a bonus. Go on, Riley, give me a bonus. What would you say? Well, I'd uh, say, uh, Stevenson, you've been a good worker. Loyal all year, and you're underpaid, so I feel you deserve a bonus. Here's a, here's a check for 50 no, $100, and Merry Christmas. You offer me a check for $100? I'm insulted. Here I am, a self-respecting American workman doing an honest day's work for an honest day's pay, and you offer me this, this, this tip? You've insulted me. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, well, you meant well, Riley, but as boss, all you can think of is money, money, money. Yeah, I'm a greedy pig. You can't understand that as your employee, I have something better than money. Pride. Yeah, pride. And what kind of a workman, what kind of an American would I be coming in here to ask you for a tip? What would you think of me? You're a greedy pig. Right. After all, we're partners, equals. You have your job here in this office, and I have mine up by my machine. But we're still partners. This is our plant. Those are our machines. Those are our planes that we are making. Now, do you see why you shouldn't offer bonuses? Well, yeah, but... Uh, but what? What do we tell our wife and, and our children? Oh, Riley, they'll understand now. Don't you feel a lot better about not getting the bonus? Oh, yeah. What a relief. Fine. Uh, but the boys? Oh, don't think I'm going to forget about the boys. I'm going to throw a big Christmas party right here in the plant, and they're all invited. Boy, that's swell. And there will be a big tree and refreshments and entertainment. A, a show with live actors? No, uh, something more appropriate. I'll read Dickens' A Christmas Carol. They tell me I'm another Lionel Barrymore. <laughs> uh, there will be a nice little gift for everybody, too. Uh, what do you think the men would like, Riley? How about a wallet? A wallet? They can use them for tobacco pouches. <laughs> Fine. Uh, suppose you pick them out. Uh, get 50 good wallets, real leather, uh, about a dollar apiece. I'll tell Millie to get you a check. Oh, boss, this is swell of you. <laughs> do you think the boys will appreciate all this? Appreciate it? You take it from me, boss. Don't let them catch you alone under the mistletoe. <laughs> well, so long, partner. Well, Riley, well, well, well. Boys, have I got news for you. Well, you hear that, guys? I told you to leave it to Riley. Ah, boy. All right. Way to go, Riley. How much, uh, how, how much is the bonus? The what? The bonus! The bonus! Oh, that! What uh, do you mean, oh, Dad? We're getting the bonus, right? Well, the question is, do we really want a bonus? Do we want the bonus? What's the matter? Are you crazy? Now, fellas, wait a minute. You don't understand. See, a bonus is un-American. And, well, if we take a bonus, we're... Well, we ain't Americans anymore. They're kids with a Hungarian. Fellas, we, we, we ain't getting no bonus. What? No bonus! No, but we're, we're, we're much happier without it, believe me. Look, I'm happy. <laughs>
Yeah, for a guy who ain't getting a bonus, you look a little too happy. You wouldn't sell us out, would you? How much is Stevenson bribing you, Riley? Nothing, fellas, honest. <laughs> All of a sudden, his pals with Stevenson. Look at his pockets bulging with cigars. Uh, but, but, fellas, you, you know me. I, I wouldn't do nothing crooked. Where'd you get them cigars? I, 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 I stole them. You sell us out! No, wait, wait, wait. If Riley says he didn't sell us out, I believe him. He's my oldest and dearest friend, and I know he ain't that lowest come. Thanks, Gillis. Honest, fellas, I did my best, but but cheer up. You ain't going to be forgotten. There's going to be something in your stockings on Christmas. Yeah, fate. The way I look at it... Oh, Riley. Oh, hello, Millie. Mr. Stevenson asked if I'd give you this. It's for the, uh, you-know-what. Let me see that. Hey, 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 that's fine. A check. Fifty bucks! Signed by Stevenson. Well, wait a minute, fellas. You don't understand. That's... That's for the you-know-what. Uh, we know what, all right. You sold us out. No. For a measly 50 bucks. No, that's not. You got your bonus, all right. No, I didn't. I, Let's I, get out of here, fellas, and breathe in some fresh air. Gillis, Gillis, wait. You've known me for 20 years. You just said I wasn't a skunk. A skunk? Compared to you, a skunk is channel number five. Let's go, guys. Wait. Fellas! Fellas! Uh, you're hanging an innocent man! Rel will bring you the second act of The Life of Riley in just a moment. There's a radiance for you in your first shampoo. Yes, there's radiance for you in your first Krell shampoo. Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. The very first time you use Prell, you'll thrill to the glamorous radiance of your hair. Because Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo, cream, or liquid. It can't leave a dulling soap film. Prell uncovers all the true brilliance of your hair, brings out all those beautiful natural highlights. Prell washed hair curls better, too. It's easier to set and manage. There's no worry of embarrassing dandruff, either, because Prell removes such dandruff in as little as three minutes, leaves your hair and scalp clean, delightfully fragrant. Try Prell your next shampoo and see the difference for yourself. Ask for it from your favorite shampoo counter. Ask for Prell, the Radiant Cream Shampoo. Try Prell tomorrow. And now, back to the life of Riley, who now sits in his living room, a bitter and disillusioned man. Friends, fat lot of good they do you. They always let you down. Well, I don't need them. I got Peg... And the two kids, and they're all the friends I need. Sorry, now I didn't have any more kids. Ten or twelve, well, oh well, who's counting? I'm satisfied. It ain't every father who has two wonderful kids like, uh... Oh, hello, Junior, my son. Hey. Well, son, what... Junior, where did you get that black eye? Ah, uh, that's Nothing? Nothing? I had a fight with Egbert Gillis. Egbert? 
Are you crazy or something? He's twice as big as you. You could never lick him in a million years. What did what did you take him on for? Well, nobody's going to say my father sold out. Oh, Junior. You fought over me? You took on this big bruiser knowing that he'd beat you to a pulp? You stuck up for your pop! Oh, my wonderful son. Well, I'll, I'll make it up to you, Junior. I'll, I'll give you anything you want. Go on, go on. Ask me anything. Why did you sell out? What? You believe it? Well, I didn't want to, Pop, but, gee, everybody saw the check-ins. And- I don't want to hear no more. I've got a good mind to put you over my knee and give you a black eye so you won't be able to sit down for a week. Well, Pop, if it isn't true, why didn't you at least explain? Nobody will listen to me, just like you won't listen to me. I could explain this whole thing in a second. I'm willing to listen. No. I've got my pride. If you have so little faith in me that you can't believe this story, well, then I'm through. I ain't explaining. You can think what you want, and I hereby resign as your father. Oh, you're home, Daddy. Babsy, my only child. Babsy, I know I've neglected you and I never paid you as much attention as I should have, all on account of him, but I swear I'll make it up to you. I'll give you anything you want, Babsy. Just ask me. Go on. Ask me anything. Well, Daddy, why did you sell out? What? You believe it too? But Daddy, I heard that- I don't want to hear it. My own two kids believe it. And I wanted to have 12 kids yet. That's all I need, a jury, to convict me. Daddy, wait and listen to me. I don't want to listen. I never thought that I'd have to live to see the day. What's all the yelling about? I got plenty to yell about, those two kids of yours. The boys at the plant got a crazy idea. I sold them out so I could get a bonus while they did. They're telling the whole town, and those kids believe it. Junior, Babs, how could you believe such a thing about your own father knowing the man he is? How could you think he'd do such a terrible thing to his friends? But, Mother... Not another word. I'm disappointed in the both of you. Now, go to your rooms this instant. Sorry. I'm sorry. Riley, why did you sell out? What? Peg, you think... Oh, what's the use? I only want to get to the bottom of this. I didn't believe it at first... But when I found out you cashed a check from Stevenson for $50 at the market, I... But, Peg... Now, don't try to deny it. I know you did. Well, sure, I cashed a check, but look what I bought with it. Here, I'll show you. There. Wallets for all the men. Christmas presents from Stevenson. And now they'll all go around saying... Oh, Riley. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I should have never doubted you. Oh, Riley, I'm I'm so ashamed. That's all right, Dumpling. Don't cry. Dry your eyes. Let me your handkerchief. I ain't got one. Here, use this blotter. Oh, what a mess. A fine Christmas this turned out to be. Ah, oh, there's a Santa Claus on the corner, and I... I think I'll give him a buck. It'll help somebody else to have a nice Christmas. Holy smoke, look at that. That's the first time I ever saw a Santa Claus wearing a black costume and a black beard. Uh, Merry Christmas, Santa Claus? Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Oh, it's you, Digger. Yes, it is I indeed. 
Digby Odell, the friendly undertaker. Well, what are you doing, Digger? All dressed up like Santa. I'm collecting money for the UEPGBCC. UEPGBCC? The undertakers, embalmers, and pallbearers give a box for Christmas club. We give out food parcels to needy families. Our motto is, the good that you do unto people will come back to you in the end. And so will the people. Well... It ain't much of a Christmas for me, Digger. All of my friends have dropped me. Except you. I'll never drop you until it's absolutely necessary. You heard what the boys are saying about me, Digger. Ah, yes. What a vile slander. Riley, we must clear you. Nobody's gonna throw dirt in your face while I stand around doing nothing. Oh, thanks, Digger. But I'll handle this myself. You must strike back, Riley. Fight. Fight to the last ditch. Oh, that reminds me, I have an appointment. Well, cheerio, I better be shoveling off. Mr. Stevenson. Millie, I told you I don't want to be disturbed. I've got to rehearse the Christmas carol for the party tonight. Riley left this box. Here. It's the wallets for the men. Oh, good. Well, very nice. I think the men will like them, don't you? No. No? Not after you promised them a bonus. They think it's unfair, and I can't blame them. Frankly, it's not like you, Mr. Stevenson. Ellie, you don't understand. It's a matter of principle with me. The American worker should retain his dignity, and a bonus is nothing but a tip, a, a bribe. I've always maintained that no self-respecting American, I don't care what his job is, should accept one. And furthermore... Hmm? Hello? Hello, Carl? Oh, hello, Ivy. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas. Ah, uh, same to you, Carl. Uh, Carl, I've uh, just come from a board of directors meeting. The board feels you've done a great job this year keeping costs down, and we voted you a little bonus. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Hello? Carl, are you still on? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I don't know what to say, IP. Uh, thanks. Oh, that's all right, my boy. You've earned it. See you tonight at dinner. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Uh, Millie, I've been thinking it over. Uh, after all, it is Christmas. Uh, put a $50 bill in each wallet. <laughs> I guess I'm an old softy. Looks like a very nice party. Mr. Stevenson certainly didn't skimp on food. Yeah, so what? Nobody's having a good time. Look at Gillis and the boys over in the corner. They look at me like they look at the time clock in the morning. And I'll bet they'd like to punch me, too. Well, then why don't you go over and explain what happened? I keep telling no, you. No, they'll have to come to me. Oh, you're so stubborn. Oh, here you are, Riley. Riley, I think it's time we handed out the wallets, and then I'll do the Christmas carol. Boss, boss, I think maybe you ought to skip it. I don't think the boys would be a good audience on account of not getting a bonus. Oh, oh don't worry about that, Riley. Just hand out those wallets, and I guarantee they'll be a good audience. Okay, it's your party. Hey, uh, fellas, uh, fellas, can I have your attention, please? Uh, fella... 
Mr. Stevenson asked me to hand out the presents now. In just a minute, Riley, before you hand out any presents, we got a little present we'd like to hand out. Now, wait a minute, Gillis. It's for you, Riley. For me? A present for me? Yeah, all the boys chipped in and bought you a sweater. Special, made to order. Merry Christmas. A sweater? You guys chipped in and bought me a sweater? Oh, I gotta try it on. Oh, Peg, what did I tell you? Oh, what did I tell you? I told you they'd come to me. Uh, stand aside, Peg. I, I just want to look in the mirror. Oh, it's beautiful, fellas. Black, my favorite color. Like, well, I like that white stripe running down the back. <laughs> look, it even has a little bushy tail. <laughs> oh, thanks, fellas. This shows what you really think. No, 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 no. Say it's a mistake, fellas. Uh, fellas, I didn't... Yeah, Riley, Riley, it's getting late. I've got to do that Christmas carol. You. You and your Christmas carol. You want a Christmas carol? All right, I'll tell you one, you tightwad. Riley. Pipe down. This here Christmas carol is about a guy who's called Scrooge Stevenson, an old miser who wouldn't give the guys who slave for him a measly bonus. Riley. Pipe down. On Christmas Eve, Scrooge Stevenson is at home, lying in his bed made of solid gold, when suddenly there's a knock at the door. And who do you think it is? Oh, pipe down! It's a ghost. The ghost of Christmas yet to come. And the ghost says, Scrooge Stevenson, you miserable old skinflint, come with me, and I'll show you how you're going to wind up someday. And the ghost takes him to the forest lawn, and he points out a lonely grave. And on the grave there's a tombstone, and on it there's a grave and epithet. And the ghost says, Scrooge Stevenson, read your epithet. And he read it. And you know what it says? What? Here lies Stevenson. He's gone and he's forgotten. He gave us each a wallet, and in it there was nothing. Riley, I off. Why are you for this? You're lucky it's Christmas. Now hand out those wallets. Oh, no, I won't. I ain't going to insult my friends handing out those cheesy wallets. Riley. I'll show you what I think of you and your cheap wallets. I'm throwing them in the fireplace. Right in there, in that roaring fire. There. 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 Riley, you... Idiot, there's a $50 bonus in every one of those wallets. Oh, no. Uh, what? Uh, uh, bonus? Oh, no. What did I do? I, I threw them in the fire. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, fellas. I'll get them back for you. Stay back, everybody. I'm, I'm going in that roaring blaze, and I ain't coming out till I have those wallets. Goodbye, Peg. Riley, that's no fire. It's an electric log with colored lights. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it's, uh, uh well... Merry Christmas, everybody! Folks, attention please. It's Christmas Eve and we're all having a good time and we're all friends and that's the way it should be. Christmas Eve is a solemn occasion. Will the fellow in the back there kindly break up that crap game? Thank you. Now, <clears throat> as I was saying, I want to say that there's a man here tonight who's been Terribly misjudged. Oh, come now, Riley. This isn't necessary. No, let me finish, Mr. Stevenson. He's been called all kinds of nasty names. Oh, Riley, I really don't mind. Yeah, but now you all know what a sweet, lovable guy he really is. You're making me blush. And you all owe him an apology. So I'm asking you to all join in and wish him a Merry Christmas. Well, come on. All together. Let's hear you say it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! And a Happy New Year! And a Happy New Year! To Chester A. Riley! To Clinton Stevenson! It's a losing fight.
Procter & Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley. And remember, for more radiant hair free of unsightly dandruff, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. Brel Shampoo. Tonight's episode featured the talents of John Malden as Riley, Tara Malden as Peg, Aiden Malden as Junior, Lacey Deline as Babs and Millie, and Brad Oxtham as Gillis, Mr. Stevenson, and Digger Odell. This is the IDS, the inexplicable dumb show, wishing everyone a very Merry Christmas. And a happy holidays! Yay! All right. Awesome. Let your heart be light. Would you like to be a pal of the Inexplicable Dumb Show? Why don't you head on over to www.inexplicabledumbshow.com and look for the hosting donations accepted button. Press that and make a donation and help the Dumb Show cover its web hosting fees. Your donation is greatly appreciated. Thank you for your support. This podcast is a member of the Blueberry Network. Blueberry. No ease. That's Blueberry. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Dot com. Blueberry dot com. Pop Alternative Media.